Marcus, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world, you have got Revolving Door, your local music collection connection every Sunday afternoon from uh, 6 until 8 o'clock. And we've got just walking in the door here and getting set up Julie Nolan. And uh, she is going to, someone described her as the thespian cowgirl. I know, that's interesting. So we'll talk more about that in just a minute with Julie. But uh, last week, our guest here, we had Troy Stone, and this is from his live performance. Fun or downloaded by radio station, something song. Oh, yeah, this was the favorite request of Mary, too, by the way. County Hill. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four. 
just got to pay today It ain't much, but that's okay I hear the hills are calling my name I wasn't put here to play this game To do the same just ain't sane Gonna grab my dog, get my guitar and play with you here yes we had a little bit of rain last night but uh we do wish that we had more and uh that was bandro and a good friend of mine that uh, is actually going back to california you know it's kind of a the kids the grandkids are back there and everything else and i don't know i just he's just too much of a he misses the surf that was a big thing i think you know and uh yeah it's a good enough reason i guess to to miss california but I don't know that I put up with everything else out there. <laughs> oh, this is Rob Brock, your host, and we are here live in the studio, 216 Guadalupe, North Guadalupe, San Marcos, Texas. And uh, we are here to uh, talk music and to listen and uh, get the behind the story for an hour here with Julie Nolan. And uh, Julie, welcome to the uh, KZSM studio. Thank you. And uh, glad to have you with us here today. And uh, where do you normally hail from? Um, I originally hail from Abilene, Texas. 
Oh, there you go. You got the you got the original Texas accent. The original Texas accent. <laughs> the well, West that's Texas what. Accent. Yeah, it is. I mean, when people think about Texas accents, you know, generally that that tends to be it's that Dallas or it's you know you go out and you get something out in Abilene, you get something out there in the Panhandle. Mm-hmm. People, yeah. Texas, yeah. Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, second, they may go for Oklahoma, but we'll leave it at yeah. that. Uh, so um, you're here working out of where now? Now I'm out of, of Austin. I've been there about 23 years now. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. So, Since 1999. Wow. So you, you came, right, when a lot as of that stuff was... But, I mean, a lot of stuff was happening. Yeah. 1999, 2000, that was the KGSR, that was the South by Southwest was mm-hmm. just taking off. That was the old music scene, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure you could tell me all sorts of things that had changed in that music scene in the last 20 years. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, I can remember, remember them all. <laughs> well, that was a good, those are good 20 years then. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, exactly, I, right. You know, the ones you can't remember quite as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of got there right after... Um, Right after the bigger explosions in the early 90s and whatever, and after a lot of the industry folk left, I guess. Yeah. But. And it was that, that in you know, that real indie feel and, mm-hmm. you know, what was going on for a while. Everyone was refiguring out their lives and, like, starting up these independent things, yeah. And, uh, and here we are. Post-COVID, everything got scrambled once again, and I we're know. all trying to figure, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of exciting. I mean, it's different, but it's exciting. Well, I'll tell you what, let's go on ahead, um, let's do a a tune for everybody so you get a feel for your music, then we'll come back and talk some more here. Okay. Julie Nolan here in the KZSM studio. It's called Origami. Gave me a piece of paper, no pen I didn't know what to do Unarmed without my words I had no way to impress you You said just fold it like this And folded it twice in half Smoothed out the creases And bent back the corners Last paper heart you gave me has the weight of solid gold. Edges become mortified. Strength is in the folds. The paper heart you gave me I've held on to while our love grew. Edges. Become worn and tattered The years the folds hold true Put that heart away for safekeeping To the same, my own, I guess Tucked away in a cigar box Locked in the drawer of my desk You put your heart away somewhere too Day we stopped making sense. Tried to go through the motions at our time at love's expense. The paper 
heart you gave me has the way to solid gold. Its edges become wood fine. Its strength is in the folds. The paper heart you gave me I've held on to our love grew. Its edges become worn and tattered. Here's the folds undo. I gave you that old tattered paper, expecting you to throw it away. Instead, you smoothed out the creases. Folded it all a new shape. The paper heart you gave me has the way to solid gold. Its edges become more defined. Its strength is in the folds. The paper heart you gave me, I've held on to our love changed and grew. Edges become worn and tattered. The years, the folds are new. Worn, faded edges. Uh, but, uh, they renew. KZSM, we've got Julie Nolan here with us in the studio. And... Uh, uh, sharing some stuff now. Is that often upcoming, or is that uh, something? Is. Ah. Yeah, we just started recording last week, actually. So hopefully, you know, a few months, a year, we'll have something out for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the recording. Sometimes people don't realize is sometimes the easier part of it. Oh it's gosh, then yes. the mixing and the and the going back again and just yeah, it's. Yeah, absolutely. The going over and over and over and over it <laughs> just to make sure you got every little bit right. Yeah. I know, and then, yeah. and then you know, this is we just come in here one track, and there we go. We're going to take it and go. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. Uh, but that's part of the fun of it. You Absolutely, know, it's that uh, is having folks come in here, and uh, you know, it, it's a, this is it. You're listening to us out there live, and uh, we'll have it uh, recorded on our podcast. But you know, it's that having that here in the studio, and uh, I'm very honored, very glad to have you here today. Thank you. I'm very and, honored to uh, be here. You know, this is... Uh, I love San Marcos. Well, it, we were voted this last week as by the, uh, it's like the the hippie magazine from the, some some hippie magazine, Hippies, Hipsville was the name of it, Hipsville magazine. Hipsville, that's funny. And uh, they uh, rated the top city for hippies in each each state of the country. Uh-huh. And San Marcos got the nod this time. And they said, uh, you know, no, you go up the road to Austin, it's just kind of, eh, it, it's it's getting old. Yep. You know, it's just, and he said, San Marcos, we still have both the, the old uh, hippies and we got the new hippies. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, I would 100% agree with that. Well, That's I mean, why I fit in here. Yeah, it is. It's great. I, I was talking to some uh, folks selling uh, here at the flea market up at uh, Wonder World Cave. They just pulled in and uh, they were selling uh, tie-dye stuff. Yeah. 
And it was like, oh, we're home. I said, yeah, of course, you know. So it it is an interesting, uh, you know, subculture that we've got here, uh, you know, that still loves to go down to Cheatham Street and, uh, you know, hear the singer-songwriter stuff. You know, it's this interesting mix. But, yeah, Austin, I'm sorry, is starting to lose its charm and its cool and its affordability, I think, for most people. Number one, yeah, affordability. That's why everybody's moved down here or further. Well, and you're dealing with, you know, musicians that Mm -hmm. are trying to either, it's a side hustle. Mm Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, and. You either got to have three day jobs or or three part-time jobs or one big day job, I guess. Yeah, and then that one big day job, you know, you you don't have the time to get out there and practice and do what you need to do. Exactly. And uh, so, you know, what do we do for our musicians? Uh, you know, when Give us lots of money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> lots of tips. Uh, and this is when you can talk about your Venmo account or anything else you oh, want. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Julie F. And, well, sorry, my uh, Venmo is Julie-Nolan, and Nolan's with an E. Okay. N-O-L-E-N. We decided yeah. to change everything along the way. Got to be different. Got to be different. I know. It's, uh, I do the same thing somewhere in my family. Oh, but uh, it, it makes it easy. You can find out whether you're related to people, though, sometimes. It's, um, yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, there's not that many of them. Uh, but um, so when did you pick up the guitar? When did you start? Um, actually, um, pretty much right when I moved to Austin. Um, I bought a guitar intending to learn how to play it. Um, right before I graduated, like the summer before I graduated. And then I came down here. It was electric guitar. Right. Because that was just the only thing that somebody had for sale. Uh, And so I tried to learn on that, but I was tired of not being able to hear myself. So I traded it in for an acoustic eventually. Um, And pretty much from almost the the minute I stepped into Austin, I was in some sort of open mic or jam or something or some sort of band or whatever. Down on Sixth Street, down on wherever. Everywhere. Everywhere. You name you name the bar. I've played not only that bar, but probably the bar that it was three times over. Three times you know? before, <laughs> before the pre- yeah, yeah yeah the predecessor. I know they change names all the time, yeah. you know, and uh, you know we, uh, and then we've lost so many things. Yeah, you know, don't even have the armadillo. We don't mm-hmm. have uh, uh, the uh, oh shoot. Steamboat, uh, Liberty Lunch. Yeah, Liberty Lunch was one of them I was thinking yeah. about. Yeah, you know, that you know, it's the the ones just like here. You know, we've gone through a transition. Yeah, you know, for for all these different places that are no more, but you know, that was where a lot of people cut their uh, cut their teeth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and got started. Um, I'm impressed. Are you? I, I mean, am. You know, <laughs> it, it's always. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it, I guess that is true. It's like you're at Cheatham like Street and the train, train comes by. It's when you're here on Revolving Door and the uh, uh, the guys that want to impress you with <laughs> not having any mufflers uh, go by here, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what this new thing is. Uh, <laughs> but um, Julie Nolan is here. That is N-O-L-E-N, folks. That's and me. uh how can people find your music? I'm going to take a quick break. We'll come back and do some more music. But how do people find you out there? Oh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and I've got my own website, julienolan.com. All right. And we'll be right back with you. We'll talk about the website a little later. And uh, we're going to come back and get you some music from Julie Nolan. But in the meantime here, uh, here we go. In the meantime, I'll get the right one pulled up. And we'll hear about some of the other shows that are going on this week. Hey, San Martians, read any good books lately? 
read any bad books lately? Any books you'll never forget? Any books you want to fling directly into the trash? Whatever you've been reading, or not reading, join us Tuesdays 4 to 6 for Bookmarked, all about books and reading in San Marcos and the world. Wait, do I hear bagpipes? No, I can't I can't be hearing bagpipes. Not on KZSN.org. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. Limey's Lass has a show on Saturdays. Celtic Corner. Comes on at noon. I guess I am hearing bagpipes. Oh, what a day. I can't wait to see what else she's going to play for me. Hi, I'm Tony Wilson, host of Roots and Branches on Sunday afternoons from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. here on KZSM.org. I play all kinds of music from Texas and beyond. So join me on Sundays at 2 on KZSM.org, San Marcos' true community radio station. Hey y'all, this is Diesel D, host of KZSM's Veterans Hour. I want to remind everybody that Soldier Songs and Voices is meeting every Monday at Cheatham Street Warehouse from 5 until 7 p.m. If you are a veteran or active service member of the Armed Forces and want to learn how to write songs and play guitar, stop by Cheatham Street Warehouse located at 119 Cheatham Street or visit us online at SoldierSongsAndVoices.com. And back with you here in the studio with Julie Nolan. And that last song you were saying was uh, one honorable, honorable mention. mention. I was mentioned honorably uh, at the American Songwriter Competition, which so. is basically like a songwriter magazine, online and physical. You always wonder, you know, if you've got an honorable mention, is there a dishonorable mention that would be at the other <laughs> side? You know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. You know, well, you're you're just one step from the worst song. Okay? Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's it. From you know, <laughs> no, you weren't the last, but right. Uh, <laughs> I always wonder that when they come up with these awards, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, how about you reward the guy at the other end of the, because if you don't have that bell curve, I'm sorry, somebody else can't be the first one, right? I know, you know? right? Uh, so what was the, uh, how many people did you have in the competition? Oh, I have no idea, honestly. Yeah. I'm sure they and have hundreds, thousands. Yeah. Multiple uh, thousands. Okay. Just a big number. Yeah, we'll a big with number. That. Big I just, number. Uh, kind of curious. Uh, I got a um, nice email. Uh, so, uh, what else you want to play for us here? Is something else you're working on? Sure. I'll play the one that Mary requested. Ah. Um, this is called Ringside. <clears throat> he sits in his house. With his heroes upon the wall Towns blazing grand He's got them all Instead of his guitar in his hands It's his daddy's Smith and Wilson Now she's left to wonder Is he in hell? Or in heaven He says Baby I know that Darkness that eats you From the inside There's a battle Raging inside 
sitting ringside He sits on that same green couch His heroes are gone She got rid of all his things Trying to move on He can only watch her try To get through day to day Now she's picked up the habit of drinking herself and him away He says, baby, I know that darkness that eats you from the inside There's a battle raging inside you and I am sitting ringside Do you still think that she is better off without you? These ringside seats have shown you that she has always needed you. He says, baby, I know that darkness that eats you from the inside. There's a battle raging inside you and I am sitting all he can do is watch from the other side she's pulled out the gun but so far she hasn't tried he can only watch as she puts the needle to her vein Watches that darkness roll over her Cause for him it was the same Wow, that's a strong one That's really dark, I know Yeah, <laughs> it is, but I, I love it and, Thank you You know, it was, uh, yeah See, he loves it too outside He was kid checking you out there <laughs> Amen And, um I, one of the things I was noticing, so the your guitar part is there and adds the, it's more of a tempo, but it, it, it adds to that darkness when it needs yeah, to. Spooky. But it's your vocals that you really shine on because you take them up and you merge them together, you know, and, and yeah. you're going from one side to the other on the story. And yeah, that's a, it's a powerful story. You know, that, uh, you know, he's already been taken. He's watching her from the ringside. Yeah. 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 It comes from like a, a personal experience where I, I knew a guy that was kind of off the rails with um, some of his boozing and, out and partying and all that and would get kind of in that dark, dark space. And so I sort of wrote it in the perspective of his girlfriend of what would happen if she had to deal with that and if he was a ghost that basically sat there and watched her have to deal with it yeah and it's you know and going through that is a, that's that's a hell that's a torture mm -hmm. you know that's it's a tough subject but you yeah. know and i in for some reason we don't want to we'll do that in our music and even then sometimes we we shy away mm -hmm. and to me it's 
look, you know, if you want to look at the happy sides of things, you've got to look at the other sides of life is a balance, Absolutely. right? You know, it, it's, we got to go through these experiences. And if you ignore those things even more, I think that's when uh, the they're going to... The things gonna, that you ignore are the things that eat you yeah. alive, you know. And, and you see that. And uh, uh, so I'm glad that you sing about that, you know, because it, it, that's something that, yeah, it opens people's uh, perspectives. Absolutely. You know. So when you are in doing the different clubs, mm-hmm. do you try to... Do you just do your music or do you try to kind of like those songs? Maybe that isn't the crowd. Maybe it isn't the night that I'd play this one. Oh, yeah. I definitely judge it based on the crowd. Um, Because I play play a lot of solo and songwriter swaps and stuff like that in different kinds of clubs. Some of them are your unique listening rooms where people are just waiting on your every breath and, and, you know, word or whatever. And some of them, I mean, man, they're just there to party and get laid, so uh, they don't really care if you're singing a song about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And maybe they don't want to hear it. So sometimes, sure, it depends on the crowd. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe they just want to party, and they're also watching the game in the background, so maybe I'll just play some covers for them instead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting paid. Okay, there I mean, you go. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, and if, the, if that gets you some tips from them, too, you know, playing some exactly. covers, so that's, that's good. So what kind of covers do you normally uh, jump back to? Oh, I love doing some of the classics. Um, I do, like, Neon Moon, for one. Um, everybody loves a good 90s hit. Oh, yeah. Um, I do uh, She's Got You, Patsy Cline. Uh-huh. Um, I do I do a fun... I, sometimes I like to kind of mess around and not really do them exactly the same way. Most of the time I like to mess around and not do them exactly well, the hope, same way. I hope you wouldn't. I, I, yeah. That's the way I like it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, I like to do Wicked, Wicked Games. I was just well. I was just reading about the uh, they've got a new book coming out about the uh, really? guitarist uh, for uh, Chris Isaac on Wicked Games, hmm. and uh, it's uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just read about it like two or three days ago, and I don't remember the, his name now. But uh, it's a uh, uh, it's a book and a new movie or something like that that they were doing at Cannes Film Festival or something like that. Okay. So uh, okay, go on ahead. I'm sorry. I just uh, no no no. You're cl- fine. Clicked with me. Um. Now I can't think of anything else. Um, that's okay. I just I know a few more. <laughs> I got a list somewhere. Somewhere, and that's fine. And we can play them here too. It's uh, I don't mind. I, I just tell everybody, you know, they'll, they'll ask, "Can we play covers or not?" You know, when we come in on sure. the show, and it's yeah, just make it yours. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's the only way you can do a cover. You know, is if you make it yours. And uh, so when you know you're struggling and. Maybe you were or weren't struggling. You got to Austin, early 90s. Oh, no, I was struggling. <laughs> late 90s. And, you know, you're, you're okay, trying to kind of get your feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, where did you see things going in Austin? I mean, where did you see your, your music at the time? Obviously, I was going to be a big rock star. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was in my early 20s. Um, no, I, I, I started out actually in sort of a funk band. Funny enough, because, I mean, that was kind of when funk was really big, yeah. you know, and right after, like, ska and all that kind of stuff had its resurgence. Yeah. And funk was especially big in, in Austin, of course. Um, so I started out with a funk band, but that very quickly kind of transformed over the years into maybe a little more rock and roll or a little more Americana kind of stuff, because, quite frankly, I'm just too wordy for funk. Yeah. <laughs> funk doesn't have a lot of words in it, apparently, but... Um, I was listening to one the other night thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's totally fine. That's like, it. There's a point there's a point in place for that. I'm just a songwriter who likes to use a lot of words. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, Casey and the Sunshine Band, uh, you know, <clears throat> was not known for their lyrics. They were more for, uh, exactly. you know, the, well, the, the one that stuck in your ear, you know, that was that same oh, hook hooks. line. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you got to have yeah, the hooks. Definitely a place for that, yeah. And uh, so as you're going through the bands and you start to see things change, you know, it, did it look like, man, you know, this is going to, you know, I'm going to go somewhere or I'm not. You get to that point that you're, what am I doing this for? You know, did those oh, things I think hit every you? musician has that point. I, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I just was kind of trying to go back to when that was with all that was going on in Austin at That's the time. That's a good point. Um, well, for me, I mean, with my, the first band I was in was called Telling Stories. And um, it was a project with some other guys. And uh, when that kind of faded out, then I was just sort of, I mean, Regardless of what happens in my life, it always comes back to just me and my guitar, right? Because right. it's like, once the band broke up, then it was just me and my guitar. You know, my very first band was a, a group of a couple girls or whatever, and they kicked me out of the band because they didn't think I was in it for the music. They thought I was in it for the chicks. <laughs> and um, I will say, I'm the only guy still playing music, but uh, uh. <laughs> uh, it always comes back to me and my guitar. And that's basically, like, <laughs> I... Between every band, every situation, right after COVID, you know, I didn't really have a band right away again. I had to, again, just me and my guitar. Yeah. And so I think the biggest, I've definitely had some questions along the way of like, is this even worth it? Am I going to be making it, you know, quote unquote, making it? Um, But the worst of it probably got during COVID when you're sitting there January when it's desolate and, uh, kind of moody anyway of a month um and you're sitting there and you have no possibility of any gigs coming up anytime soon yeah and live streaming is just sort of meh, you know yeah people <laughs> I'm, get, i need the claps a, you know <laughs> yeah you get a little bit on venmo and you yeah, see yeah, yeah. a hey a like and everything and it just yeah it's but, that feedback yeah. loop wasn't there the feedback yeah and, and there's that point where i mean i was definitely sitting on my couch like is this it is that is that it is that done is this what i want to do is this not what i want to do but you know Ultimately, I do this because this is who I am. There's no other. This is who I am. This is who I've always yeah. been. This is this what is I have to do. <laughs> and, I, and I guess that's it. You know, this is what I have to do. And you, you, you go, you trudge forward. You yeah. know, you say, uh, you know, I know there's many times when we were putting the radio station together. We've been doing this five and a half years now. And it's all volunteer, unpaid. Sure. You know, there's the times when it's like, why am I doing this? It's sure. because it's about the connections. It's about the artists. It's about the music. It's about getting it recorded, mm-hmm. you know, at this point in time and, you know, talking to people like you're talking on the porch, but some inform- interesting stories, you know, some stuff Absolutely. that we can go back and say, yeah, this was at that point in time. Yeah. You know, I've been, uh, I've been lucky to have uh, uh, some people here that have passed away that, you know, I did get a chance to talk to them. You know, and yeah. those are always good. And majority of my folks haven't, so you don't don't worry about coming on the show and having a, a death wish or anything else. No, it is. <laughs> now we we do have we do have ghosts here in the studio, and we are oh, the I'm old sure. days. Uh, but uh, now we do have Willie, the ghost, uh, who will pop. That's right, in I heard about now. Willie. Yes, he That's will. So he uh, he'll come on the mic every now and then. We'll we'll catch him. But uh, haven't he's been nice to me lately. Every now and then he'll mess with my electronics too. Uh, it's just hey, you got to have a ghost in the in that the was shop. In and out. I don't know if that was. 
Yeah, it could have been. We'll blame that one on Willie. He sure. was he was probably saying he was probably <laughs> listening in. Uh, but uh, well, we are. <laughs> This is community radio. We are volunteer. We are, you know, we we do our best on uh, equipment here, but uh, sometimes <laughs> we're not. Uh, we do like with what we've got. We can do pretty good. So, um, uh, let's see here. We got uh, ran over that one break just a little bit. I think. Let me take a quick break here, and uh, we'll come on back, and we'll Sounds hear good. some more from Julie Nolan, and uh, uh, we're going to go on ahead, and that's N O L E N, folks, and we're going to uh, check our website and see where she's going to be at too. Coming right back at you. You are listening to KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. This is Revolving Door, your local connection for live music. And uh, you want some more information on these folks. Hey, make sure you go to Local Bands Playing in the Hill Country on Facebook. Okay? Mary will greet you there and say... Hey, come on in as long as you are going to participate. Yep. So, uh, no, it's uh, some great uh, great musicians and great bands. That's local bands playing in the Hill Country on Facebook. Be right back with you. This is Rob Burke with you on Revolving Door for the uh, 22nd of May. Hi, this is Steve Chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show, The Mop Tops and the King. Featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll, Elvis and the Beatles. Every Monday evening at 9 p.m. right here on KZSM, San Marcos Community Radio. Hi, I'm Sid, and welcome to Sid's Place, the best place to hear your favorite oldies. Coming to you on Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time on kzsm.org. That's Sid's Place, Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time. Every Monday night from 11 until 1 on Tuesday morning, you've got The Wiz with you, bringing you the best. All that great vinyl from all the years past. All the snaps, crackles, hisses, and pops that lets you know that it is legitimate vinyl. Catch us here, kcsm.org. Vinyl Confessions. And back with you here, kcsm.org, True Community Radio, Revolving Door. Julie Nolan is here with us in the studio and uh we're talking oh everything from dark stories to hopefully i don't know i we'll, we'll, we're on some i gotta get to the good sides of things i guess yeah. i don't know why you know but um so you've got your your new uh album that you're starting to uh get the tracks recorded mm-hmm. and get that down and then go through that whole process and sometime another nine months probably about yeah yeah, you know, and uh, gotta get you know, the release have, ready, do some videos, have everything in my back pocket ready to go. There you go. Well, hey, you nice come down here and do a video sometime. I'd love to. Yeah, always open. Okay. And uh, you know, just as long as my scheduler over here, uh, make sure that uh, I don't have somebody else in the seat. You know, but no, we'd love to have you have you back here. That's what we do this for. Yeah. You know, it's it's you know as I was talking about the uh, uh, you know the Facebook that Mary does for the local bands playing in the Hill Country. We do the same thing here. It's it's very much a uh, joint effort with promoting 
having a venue, having a mm-hmm. platform, and then having that podcast out there, you know, so that people can go back and point back to it. Absolutely. And get the word out, you know, if I missed it or I want to know something more, you know, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. uh, um, So when you are going and doing the recording sessions or getting ready for the recording sessions, is there anything different you do? Do you change your, your, you know, do you change the way you do things or anything? No. (laughs) I basically just walk in and then we... I've been really lucky. The group of guys that I'm recording with right now, um, I'll go ahead and mention them. Alden Hedges on bass, who is a fantastic songwriter himself. Um, Nooch on drums, Giovanni Carnuccio. And Hunter St. Marie, he's actually doing the mixing and the recording. It's at his house. He's my guitar player. But um, I'm very lucky. The guys that I work with are also very talented, not only on their own instruments, but also with... um, you know, having different ideas about, well, what if we do this? What if we move that there? You know, that kind of stuff. So I'm having a great time in the studio. I love the studio. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of people that are more comfortable there. And then there's some people that just dread going into the studio. They they like the live. Yeah, I'm lucky because that first band I was with, he had a home studio and we would just tape everything all the time. So I just got really used to it. Yeah. And it makes it... Yeah, it makes it easier, yeah. you know, when you you have that. And that's why I was asking, because I just, I know that there's there's some people, it's that anxiety hits them, you sure. know, when they're going in. red light, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and, you know, it's, uh, or you go into it, and I've got to have eight tunes, and I've got six of them, but two of them, I just can't quite get them right, you know, yeah. and you go in. But, uh, when you take a break. <laughs> All right, and uh, again, you can go and uh, you can join the Hellraisers <laughs> to get exclusive updates and swag yep. from Julie F. And Nolan. Just give them your email address, and that's at uh, julienolan, N-O-L-E-N dot com, okay? Just one of the great things you can find on that website. I told you I'd, I'd pop up a few things like here. It. Yeah, that's and my email list. There you go, and that gets it. Uh, Julie F. And Nolan, well, I love it. I'm really bad about updating my uh my dates on there. Usually, well, what, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm a lot better there or Facebook. That's all right. So where are you going to be at next? What's going on? Um, well, let's see. Uh, Mondays in May and June, I'm hosting a song swap at the Saxon Pub. Ooh. Six uh, o'clock before Bob Schneider. Um, every wow. Wednesday for the last five years, I've been hosting a song swap at Rustic Tap as mm. well on West 6th in Austin. But I'll be here in San Marcos on June 4th at Rough House Brewing um, from 5 to 8. Yeah, just down and the road out there. Just yeah. down the road. And it is a benefit for San Marcos Pride. So I think a percentage of the sales or something is going to help fund the San Marcos Pride. Have you been out there to the Rough House Brewing yet? I haven't yet, but I'm really excited. It's 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 a really beautiful little spot out there. And they got yeah. some good beer, too. But, That's uh, what I hear. Yeah, well... Uh, we just in in all these it's kind of Wimberley San Marcos you know still mm-hmm. in uh, shoot I think we're growing better than Wimberley but uh, you know it, who knows which way we're going um, so uh, okay well good and that's going to be on uh, June fourth June fourth so check that one out uh, for the benefit and I'll tell you what let's get back to the music sure which one do uh, I'll see let's do one called Vintage Love. <laughs> We have a little love like they did back then Before an adult swap leads to a new girlfriend Oh, 
I want a love more tender, love defender. Father's old cardigan sweaters. Do you read your grandmother's old love letters that he wrote her from the war? We didn't think we'd have to fight anymore. Vintage love. Vintage love. That's it. I love it. Uh, and you know, I guess it's is that kind of that uh, you know perfect world kind of thing that we remember back. Good stuff, you know. Or oh, is it, yeah, you know that's. <laughs> well, I, I always love that with memories and you know how we we perceive things and then reality of them, you know. And you go back, you know, vintage now is to the 20-somethings is, is something totally different than you and I would think of vintage sometimes, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I was selling some real, yeah, it, it's uh, some real ugly stuff sometimes, you know, that For I sure. get that uh, uh, is definitely, I had a, a little mushroom plaque that this was this ornate mushroom would have been in my sister's kitchen back in 1975 probably, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and I'm like, we actually had those in the kitchen, you know, as decoration, <laughs> wall decorations, you know, yeah. and it was like, uh, wow, you know, was, the mushrooms were the big thing. Yeah, no, the house I grew up in, they actually had a um, this wallpaper that was sort of like that avocado green and mm-hmm. the horns and the 70s colors, and it was a bunch of mushrooms and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I actually, when we sold the house, I actually took, they had wrapped some of it around the faceplate of the um, light switch. Yeah. So it would just kind of blend in. So I, I took the faceplate with me. So I still have that with me. Good for you. Yeah. 
That's cool. So, uh, see, there's always a memory out there somewhere that sure. you want to take with you. And, you know, and somebody's going to look at that sometime at that faceplate and like, what the heck was this <laughs> yeah. about? You know? Totally. And, uh, until you, but now, no, see, now we can put this in the Bob Bullock uh, History Museum true. because we have now documented this. Remember that, Mary. I'll point this to my nieces and nephews if they find it later. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a, well... <laughs> Yeah, and this is what I, I do, you know, before I come in here and what I do on the weekends. I go and people pass away. People, you yeah. know, are going into nursing homes. The kids don't want to deal with a lot of this stuff I anymore. Know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the old CDs and the, you know, yeah. all of these things. Uh, now, I do have somebody that takes cassettes from me. I get boxes of these old cassettes, uh, you know, shoot, they had books on cassette, all the stuff, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it may have been. And uh, he does art out of them. Oh, and, nice. And uh, he's actually got a tattoo on his uh, arm with a uh, cassette and it going down into his veins with the uh, tape. That's cool. It is. Uh, he's, a, he's a good artist. But, uh, you know, it's, it's these things that I n- never know what somebody, what's value to people, but a lot of it is the stories. Sure, absolutely. You know, that we have with things. Because no one, somebody take a look at that faceplate, mushrooms, with the, you know, oh, cool mushrooms, you know. <laughs> but that's, you know, but that's your house. That's yeah. where you grew up. Um, so as, you know, as a musician now in Austin, in the area, as we're going forward, you know, we're out of COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, you know, how much of these gears are going to get connected again and how many aren't? I mean, what, what do you think is ahead of you after you release this next album here? Um, well, hopefully fame and fortune, obviously, but... <laughs> ah, there we go. The roll no. of the dice, yes. And, and no, just I, with a little help from KCSM and getting the word right. out, yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, what's ahead of me is more hard work. Um, I'll basically, you know, like I said, I'll record some videos and get some, prepare some releases and that sort of thing. I'll probably do several singles and that that sort of thing so basically just a bunch of work and some more shows that's what's ahead of me <laughs> yeah there you go more shows on the road and promoting uh, and and playing the music yeah and keeping it going um bus. see i'm gonna probably travel in an rv as long as i can because buses are really expensive yeah and unnecessary <laughs> and you got to have a driver and you, you got a driver have, uh, yeah i'll know. probably just be an rver for a while first the bus can come later <laughs> RVs are good. I mean, you know, it's just, it's a it's a lot easier way to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, home. Now that's the simplest simplifying things. You know, it's just yeah. uh, you know you're on the road. That uh, you know, then you you still want to go to home someplace. I don't know. That's always. Oh, a, absolutely. And uh, um, <laughs> I just say I, I got that about the being out on the road on the RV. And I love it. Uh, so do do you have what do you do now? Do you have an you you don't have an RV right now? Oh no, no 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 I just I have I have a CRV. Um, I have a. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good transition. Yeah. yeah right. Those are good little vehicles, nonetheless. Oh absolutely. You can do all sorts of things with this. Uh, the I've been Honda, blessed yeah. with that vehicle. It's I mean other than maintenance, there's been no problems. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, that's what basically what I do. I've got. I actually picked that car out specifically because it had 90 degree angle door opening, so I could get my gear in okay. Yeah. <laughs> And pretty good, you know, gas mileage or whatever. But, yeah, that's what I do now. Mm, just go around. I, that's Mostly mm. travel around Texas. I was, before COVID, I was doing some more, like, um, Colorado, Oklahoma, Tennessee, 
some yeah. stuff around there. But yeah, getting out of state or two. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Louisiana. Who knows if, if if it's good pay and you can get out there and and oh, work together. You know, have you ever thought of having a manager or anything? Sure, when uh, it calls the time, the time calls for it. Um, yeah. I mean, right now, kind of managing obviously myself. Um, it would certainly help. <laughs> Oh, we had the band Selfless Lovers uh, was uh, here on Thursday night for our uh, uh, Kissing Alley concert uh, here that we have uh, just uh, behind us. And uh, they, you know, we get everything. It was it was darn hot. We got out there about 630 delayed at getting started. and, And but once that sun went down, it was nice. It was beautiful. But they were talking about that getting to that point of needing the manager, but just being able to keep their heads above water to get mm. a manager, you know, they were just at that point with trying to break out. Yeah. And it was, I, you know, I don't want to get a manager, but I need a manager. Basically. Yeah. You got to wait till you get to that point. Yeah. I know. I mean, there's a lot of people that start out that want a manager immediately, but like you need to learn the ropes first is the way I look at it. And plus you got to get to that point where you can afford a manager. Yeah. You know, I mean, quite frankly. Yeah, that's it. You and gotta, they got to be the right person too. And you got to find somebody that cares about your career as much as you do, and that's hard to do. Yeah, because there was somebody that's just looking for a paycheck, or Sometimes, you know, yeah. or, or or to add some add another band to their list. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that is out there a lot. Um, all right, so Julie, um, anything else? I, I want to play one more here before we can uh, 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 transition out here. Um, but uh, is there anything else you want to tell the audience or folks out there? Anything I missed? Well, let's see. I do have some. I do have some material on Spotify and Apple iTunes and all that kind of stuff. And still, I have like 200, 300 CDs that I travel around with <laughs> at my shows. Um, called it's a an album that came out in 2015 called Songs of Dignity and Grit. So you can find that out there. You can see videos and stuff on my website. As I was well. just going to say yeah. that is on your website too, mm-hmm. and uh, also the uh, yeah songs of dignity and dignity and grit is on your website. I also know, it's that uh, neon moon too. Uh, yeah. that you were talking about the cover. Yeah, I got a video of that on there. Yeah, so uh, some great stuff. So uh, Julie Nolan J U L I E N O L E N dot mm-hmm. com, and uh, you can find out all sorts of stuff. Except for where your next show is. Yeah, apparently. But that, you got to go to Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, I just, you know. No, 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 you're true. I, I, I need to go home and fix that right now. <laughs> See, the, the things that happen on this radio show. Maybe I, about I, an I, hour and it'll be on there, maybe two. Uh, yeah, and I, I still have to get uh, the the whole thing edited before anybody can hear it out there after we're done here too. Totally. So, uh, Julie Nolan here in the studio. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Ah, it's absolutely, it's been and, a pleasure. And Thank uh, you. so let's go ahead and uh, finish up with one here. Okay. Um, let's actually do one off that old album, shall we? This is usually my closer anyway. It's called "Hey Bartender." It's an ode to bartenders everywhere. Oh, sorry. someone out there you can rely on always be there waiting for you leaving that light on some places I'm a rock star some places unknown either way there's always a neon light 
calling me back home There's always someone out there waiting on me Always be the very last one I leave I said, ooh, hey, bartender, don't shut us down about another round Well I've been known to fall in love once or twice It's kinda hard not to when they serve ya and they gotta be nice Let's go for any heartache anywhere I find Bartender serving you a shot of crown. There's always someone out there waiting on me. Always be the very last one to leave. I said, Ooh, hey, bartender, don't shut us down. Ooh, yeah, hey, bartender. About another round Well, I've sailed with the captain And I've flown with the Grey Goose Drank the champagne of beers And I've toasted with food whether it's Johnny, Jack, or Jim, or Mr. Jameson, we'll be doing a little drinking and a lot of hell raising. Always someone out there waiting on me. Always be the very last one to leave. I said, ooh, hey, bartender. About another round of sin. Oh, yeah, about Tinder. Oh, yeah, about Tinder. Don't shut us down. Hey, bartender, don't shut us down. Yes, <laughs> keep them. Keep you going, and uh, the ode to the bartender. And uh, Kathy Laura's wandering around in the heat out there. I was going to try to get her in here real quick, and uh, we're going to be for the next segment of the show coming up here. And, Julie, thank you again for coming in. It's been a pleasure to meet you, and uh, hope, uh, yeah, take me up on that offer. I'd love to have you come down here and do some Videos down here, and uh, absolutely, you know, you ought to check out the kissing alley behind me here. It's a, it's a pretty cool little spot. Okay. So, uh, and thanks for coming on out, and uh, Julie Nolan, everybody, and uh, you thank can you. Get some more information later on. KZSM, KZSM.org, and uh, we're going to be going into the second half of the show here in just a minute. And let's go on ahead and get some music going for just a, a minute here, and. Uh, do, 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 do. Now, let's do Mr. David Lopez, who was out here with him yesterday at the Kyle Flea Market. Here we go. I used to drink moonshine 
in the beginning Then I started drinking cold, cold beer But again I got a taste of Tennessee whiskey I took a drink, my ears pop, I can hear The sounds of Tennessee whiskey Soothing down my throat Tennessee whiskey A sound I never heard before Tennessee whiskey Soothing down my throat Tennessee whiskey I never heard it before So now I drink Tennessee's whiskey And I drink cocoa beer Old sweet Tennessee whiskey is soothing down my soul Sounds of Tennessee whiskey soothing down my throat Sounds of Tennessee whiskey A sound I've never heard before preached the good news of God's only son I'm singing in barrooms and drinking alone oh Lord what the devil has done repentance is easy for the old and the young and also for jailbirds Wild days are done, oh Lord What the devil has done What well, hands that are idle Know how to have fun Sin needs no excuses But you'll always find one Just gambling and smoking Like you've nothing to lose There's decisions made for you When you don't choose Oh Lord 
the devil is down Amazing grace How sweet the sound That saved a rich like me Cause hands that are Know how to have fun Well, sin needs no excuses But you'll always find one Cause the highway of the desert Is rambling alone And whiskey and women are known to corrupt, oh Lord. Please watch over your son. Yeah, we're back here live in the studio. Yes, Drew Moreland, Prayer of an Outlaw, and uh, Drew's been on the uh, Revolving Door show, and uh, I need to check and see what he's up to out there. I know he's uh, had a new release and was out there doing some stuff, and uh, but we've got Kathy Laura is here on this segment of the show uh, here uh, that we've been calling Hispanic Stories. We'll, we'll try a new name on you here soon. And we're going to be doing this. Uh, this will continue just as part of Revolving Door for about another two weeks. And then at the front, first of June, we're going to split this off into its own separate show. And Revolving Door is going to go back to uh, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Uh, as we had for a long time now. That means i got to get out of the flea market faster. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, (laughs) it's already hard sometimes because I had, like today, I had people coming up to me as I'm trying to pack, and they want to see my stuff, and I want to sell some stuff and all that good stuff. So, uh, uh, Kathy, good to have you here in the studio with us. Talk to me. It's nice to be back. Um, I want to start the show off first by offering a couple of me culpas, uh, at last week's show, I mentioned the Trejo brothers, and I said um, Mike and Raymond and Ray, and I meant to say Mike, Raymond, and and uh, Roman. So I, I want to clarify that and send uh, a little uh, uh, apology to them on that. And then uh, also, I was somebody called in and said, hey, you know, that Santiago Gutierrez song wasn't the Santiago Gutierrez song, so we're going to go ahead and have to go back and play that at another time. Oh, I didn't do the right one? Not the right song, yeah. Oh, so. shoot. But that's good. Somebody actually said, hey, you know, th- that's not the right song, so we know we've got listeners out there. Yeah, well, thank you, listener. I'm sorry about that. I thought I had the right one that you'd sent me because I had to look yeah, yeah, yeah but anyway, we'll, we'll go ahead and play that at a, at a, at a later date. Yeah. And I think you have somebody that's going to be calling in, and we're going to do a Jamie interview. Torres is going to be calling me in. Hopefully I've got to switch phones, and uh, he'll call me here in about another uh, oh, six, seven minutes. He was going to call at 7.15. And he's talking about his uh, uh, his writing. He's doing some writing for uh, music for uh, Cajunto. And uh, 
he was uh, going back with uh, Ward that he accepted uh, for his mom and his uh, aunt uh, recently, and we're going to talk about that. So is he writing articles for a magazine? Is that mm-hmm. okay? So I guess we can ask him what magazine it yeah, is. Yeah, I'll, I'll, he's going to talk just a little bit about that. I've got him for just about fifteen minutes. He's got a concert that he's going and, and doing at eight o'clock. So I was able to sneak him in real quick, and uh, he's going to try to get his mom and come into the studio for us. So I've seen him before on social media uh, on some of the posts that he's made but i i don't think i've ever met him is he originally from san marcos or he's from the kyle area his mom it's san marcos kyle okay Okay. and so uh they've been here and his mom sells plants out at the uh, kyle flea market and he's been out there for many years and uh, he is the last he's like the 11th child Uh, uh, yeah she had uh, a whole bunch of kids and he was the last one and uh so he, he helps her out a lot. And so his his mother was a musician, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. that, that's kind of unusual to have a mom who's a musician and out on the road and having children. So Well, and that was what he was uh, talking in the post about that he had uh, done on uh, social media on Facebook was about this, you know, that was just unheard of to have Hispanic women as a group singing you know, versus an all-male, and, uh, you know, just uh, that they wouldn't get the gigs and, you know, things like that just because of that. So something different, you know. You, I guess you had the girl groups, the doo-wop groups, things like that in, uh, you know, in the early rock and roll era, and then it took until, you know, the punk scene to really get any uh, all-women in the rock scenes, you know, in, the, in, the, uh, in our music. I think that must have been a standard for uh, a lot of the uh, women out there, whether it was in music or even when you're in a a professional setting, because women didn't take those higher up jobs and even in the music scene. And I remember um, uh, a bit from the movie Selena where they're talking about how they didn't pay the women musicians the same amount of money as they paid the male musicians. So that's kind of interesting. It'd be a nice, nice thing to, to hear about and talk about. So you're working on a whole bunch of things. We got I got about five minutes here before uh, Jamie calls uh, Jaime calls in. Uh, you want to talk about some of the things yeah, we're so working on? Yeah, so we can go over some of the upcoming shows that we're going to have. And of course, I mentioned last week that we we are going to have somebody from the American GI Forum come and talk on the show. Um, I also have spoken to someone over at at the Guatemo. And the Guatemala is going to be celebrating an 80-year anniversary, but I'm not quite sure if it's the 80-year of the founding of the organization or 80 years here in San Marcos of the founding here in town. But uh, actually, we have two people coming to talk. We have one who's going to come, and she's doing her dissertation on, on, the, on the Sociedad. So she's going to come and tell us a little, bu- a little bit about the history and... Um, her last name, I believe, is Castaneda, I believe she said. So I'm not sure if she's from San Marcos, but I know that she's a member of the organization there. So I'm really um, excited to have her on. And then we have uh, another young lady who's going to be coming up on the show, and she's going to talk to us about her perspective of what it was like growing up in a family of activists and uh, civic-minded uh, people. And so her grandfather was Apolinar Mendoza. And, I, you know, I don't think I have to explain who he was. Everybody here in San Marcos knew who he was. 
And um, her father well, was... Well, so for the folks that weren't from San Marcos that are listening in, give a quick explanation. So uh, Mr. Mendoza was very active in the community, both uh, in the civil rights movement, and um, he was over at the Guatemala member there. I, th I believe he was a founding member. But um, he is a gentleman who has a plethora of photos of all the politicians that you could ever imagine. He's got photos with... Pickle, I mean, that, that far back Pickle, Libby Linebarger, and, and, you know, anybody who was active in politics in the state of Texas, he probably has a photo with them. So um, he, he's an interesting person. Uh, he had a son named Pete Godina, and he was also very active in uh, civic organizations in town. So I'm looking forward to speaking to Mary Jane about that. Um, I got to talk to Maria Rocha over at the, at the uh, Indigenous Cultural Center. And she's going to come out and do a show for us. And uh, I got three shows from speaking to her. So the first show, she's going to come and talk to us about what's happening over at the center, um, what their vision is, what their goals are. So um, I... And that's a good one I was thinking about earlier this week, that we could have uh, just updates, yeah. you know, and, as you've been doing. And I know. believe they have a push now where they want to get their own their own building. So I think that's very interesting. I think I'd like to hear her talk about the fundraising efforts for that. And um, they also have somebody uh, there at the Institute who uh, does, uh, does uh, medicinal medicine. Mm. And so um, I know that for a lot of Hispanics in, in San Marcos uh, who were not well-to-do, couldn't afford to go to the doctor or the hospital, we relied heavily on a lot of these uh, ladies that were here in town who did medicinal medicine and who uh, who could come out and, um, you know, if you had a sprain, you know, whether it's in, in your foot or a hand sprain, they could uh, come out and, um, you know, take that kink out for you. So there was a lady here in town named Doña Camila Salas who was well known for, for that. So I'm going to try to book somebody from her family or somebody who has a story to tell about her to come do the show with us when we have the medicinal person on. And then... Um, one of the things that I'm very interested in in a, a conversation that I had with uh, Ms. Rocha was that um, now with the DNA, um, for those of us that follow genealogy, we know that the Spanish were very meticulous in writing things down. And so you can, uh, for a lot of, of Spanish-speaking people from Spain, can trace your ancestors back simply because everything was written. But for the indig indigenous population, that's not the case. And so a lot of the things that they did were orally and handed down. And so uh, you can't trace your, your family quite far as back as you can, a lot of these other uh, cultures. So now with the DNA that we have, we may not be able to trace you back by name, but we can at least trace you back to a certain area. So I'm really um, fascinated by that. And so I look forward to speaking to the person who's coming to talk to us oh, about that's that. Great. That'd be great. I also saw a photo that came up in the, uh, I think it's a, a San Marcos Historic Photographs, and there was a photograph of a women's baseball team, Hispanic women's baseball mm. team. So I'm following up a lead on that, and it was funny because I, I talked to Mike Luetta, who had point, pointed me in that direction, and I said, I, I saw a photo, and so I went to the library and got some more photos that they had there, uh, I called a friend of mine named Belinda uh, Ovaya Weber, whose mother was on the team, and she said, I just really can't give you that much information, but I'll send you over to Mrs. Garza. So I called Mrs. Garza, and Mrs. Garza said, yes, please come talk to me. So I'll be speaking to Sylvia Garza uh, tomorrow. So we'll have a show on that. And then um, 
It's it's a funny thing how these things work, and I'm having so much fun doing these stories. Oh, I can tell, and it, it it's just you you start with one, and then it forks into about two or three other things, which is from talking to people, and I'm loving it because that's the whole idea out here in our community is I want to get people to talk. Mm-hmm. I want to get you know it doesn't have to be that we're listening on the radio. I want people to. Yeah, I want people to talk to us. So, okay, we're going to see here. I think we've got uh, Jamie. Are you on there for me, Mr. Jaime? Yes, hi, Rob. Hey, how you doing tonight? I'm doing mighty fine, mighty fine. How are you? Good. Kathy, can you hear him okay there? Uh, Hey, uh, barely. Okay, try that then. Okay, and uh, glad to have you with us here tonight. And uh, tell us a little bit, because I know you only have a few minutes here because you got your concert. What are you going and seeing tonight? Um, so, so I actually won tickets to the Black Violin concert at Dell Hall here in Austin. Oh, Kathy just sucked in her breath and said, "Oh, lucky oh, I love listening to them." My daughter played the violin when she was in school, and they are just absolutely uh, amazing. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm really excited. I, I, KMFA was doing a uh, giveaway for some tickets, and I ended up winning. That was great. Lucky you. I know. Oh. Congratulations on that. Enjoy well, the show. We're definitely, yeah, we're going to definitely not keep you too long. But um, tell me, so for one thing, you're doing some writing now too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm doing some writing, and I'm also hosting the San Marcos Poetry Night at Wake the Dead Coffee House at San Marcos on the first Thursday. It's from 7.30 to 9.30. Okay. And, but the, the other writing that you're doing is for the, uh, the magazine, right, for the music? Um, so I, so the, the Hano Conjunto Festival, they, for every year for their festival, they have a magazine they print, and they have an open call for submissions relating to Conjunto Music, which is a, a Texas-based music. Well, and it was fun because today uh, uh, the band wasn't there at the flea market, so I just got to put out the speaker and uh, got to pick some stuff. And uh, so I just put on a mix of Texas Tornadoes. And uh, and everybody was coming up, and I haven't heard them since the 90s. That was so good. And, you know, to, to hear some of the, the different styles and, uh, uh-huh, for sure. you know, them talking about it. And, uh, yeah, those are, that's one of those super groups we'll never have again. For Well, who knows it we'll never have again, but, man. So are you going to be writing an article in the magazine? Is that correct? Did I understand that correctly? No, it got it got published already. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wow. So it's it, at the Tejano Conjunto Festival. That was this week. Um, started from Thursday and uh, ends today. That's, and um, is that in San Antonio? Uh-huh, in San Antonio, exactly, at Rosedale Park. They have it uh, pretty much every year, and it's the 40th year that they're having it. And uh, Wednesday, uh, my mother... Um, she was part of a group and in the 60s called Los Hermanos Garza, and uh, they played conjunto music, and they got inducted into uh, the Narciso Martinez Hall of Fame for conjunto music. And they got inducted because they were a predominantly female group in the 60s playing this style of music called conjunto music. And so that was of notoriety because at that time, Female musicians playing conjunto music was absolutely unheard of. They just, it was not believable. So what, what areas did they play? Did they travel quite a bit, or were they more a local type of band? They traveled all about over Texas. I know she's mentioned Mathis. They played in San Marcos. They're based out of San Marcos, actually, because 
you know, my family, uh, that particular side is from San Marcos. And I believe they've traveled at the time up into the Dallas area as well. Uh, but they traveled pretty much um, around Texas. So what was the one story you were posting about the uh, uh, when they were near one of the uh, seminaries or something? Oh, the seminaries, yeah. So in Mathis, Texas, uh, my mother says they were playing in Mathis, and there was a seminary near Mathis at the time. And word got out that this female band was playing conjunto music. Um, she doesn't know how they heard. It might have been broadcast over the radio because they got you know airplay sometimes, um, like for events. And so, word got to these seminarians for these two men, and they heard about it. And they just couldn't believe it. They're like, "What? Did you hear about this? This is going on." It's like, "What?" And so they actually, they actually broke out of the seminary and they broke curfew just to go see if what they heard was true. That this, this these ladies were playing because um, my mother, for example, she played the drums in the group. Uh, one of my aunts played accordion, and within conjunta music. The accordion is the lead instrument. It's mm -hmm. it, everything revolves around the accordion, and that and that was my aunt. Uh, let me track backtrack. My mother Marcella played drums. My aunt uh, Adelaida played accordion, and my aunt uh, Josefa played the maracas as well. She played percussion as well. My so uncle he played uh, the guitar. His name was Jose. And there was also another non-family member named Abraham Rodriguez who played as well. So which Garza family are you from here uh, in uh, San Marcos? And uh, where did your family, the neighborhood your family grew up in? Um, let me see. So my grandfather was Fidel Garza Sr. And uh, they... Where was their house? Well, I know where his I know where his house is now. It's over there, off of uh, I believe it's off Alabama Streets, mm -hmm. which is near one what not one fifty near uh, Ranch Road Twelve. So they were there for a good while. So yeah. uh, Alabama is uh, up towards uh, Alabama near Ranch Road. Alabama Street, so it's near Ranch Road 12. Yeah, uh, okay, but yeah. it's Alabama Street is actually down in the uh, uh, Victory Gardens area uh, is where Alabama Street is. Mm -hmm. So I don't know in that Ranch Road 12, but... I might be getting the state wrong there. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. you got yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's off of Bishop, but I think it's Nevada Street. Yeah. It might be Nevada, but I know it's for okay. sure it's over there going towards uh, Ranch Road 12. Well, yeah. then that's, that explains it. Yeah. But but the Garza family has a, a, a long history here in, in San Marcos. So, yeah, you come from a pretty predominant family here in town. Well, and so your mom now, looking back at this, is she proud of what she did? Is it just kind of, uh, you know, thank you for the award? Or what? what's, the, what's her feelings on that now? I think she's proud. I'm sure she's listening. And I think she's proud because she's been talking a lot about, you know, the the music as of the past few days. So I, I think she's excited. And I've noticed she's a bit kind of light on her feet about things. Yeah, but I, I, I know she said, you know, we're, we're just a bunch of kids playing music at the time. So that's how she saw it, you know, at the time. But in retrospect, I can tell she's, she's pretty happy about it. 
Now, was she married at the time when she was out there playing the music, and did she have kids and everything at that time? No, was she, that? she was she wasn't married, but uh, coincidentally, she ended up meeting my father, Cruz Torres, while they were gigging. Cruz Torres played music as well, conjunto music as well, and he played a bass guitar called the Bajo Sexto, and uh, they met when they were both gigging, you know, at the same show or whatever it was, you know, same venue rather. So that's how they met. See, I, so, I had a feeling there was a story in there. Good. <laughs> it, uh, and now you are, you're what, the 11th child in your family? No, I'm the third. You're the third. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I, I thought there was more. It's a different person I'm thinking about than on oh, the outside you, of the it. The guy they had 12. There we go. Okay. So, uh, but, um, and... So how, you know, you're doing the writing for the magazine. That was a good score. And, yeah, uh, I, I was excited about that. Um, the story is called Go Get Some Cilantro. And for any par- uh, people who grew up with cilantro some way in their diet, they probably heard that, you know, expression or a saying, rather, uh, when their mother, for example, my mother, when she said, hey, go get some cilantro. And when you hear that, that's not go get some cilantro from the store. Go get some cilantro from the yard. It is somewhere because it, it pops up, you know, randomly on its own at times. And so that that's a big thing, part of the food that I grew up on. I guess you could say almost a staple. You you would throw it in your tacos, for example. Um, you'd go foraging around for the cilantro in your yard. You pick it and then you'd dice it up and then you'd you know garnish your food with it. And then the story. Uh, Go with some cilantro. That's what I got the title from. Is that particular thing? Is I went to go look for some cilantro for the meal that she was preparing, and um, in that there's my grandfather and was what was my father. They're outside playing music on a Sunday. My grandfather would be was playing accordion, and my father was playing his. Uh, guitar. None of this actually happened. I was just, you know, it was all fabricated. But it was, it's based off of factual <laughs> things. Like my father, my grandfather, Fidel Garza, he played uh, the accordion. He first started off playing violin, which is interesting because I'm about to see black violin. Mm-hmm. He was self-taught on the, the accordion. And uh, and so the relevance for the story, for the magazine is that the story needs to be about conjunto music. So I tied it in with food and music, um, which is, you know, two things that people throughout the world they bond over. And so well, that's that what we was, that's what we do with this show. You know, that's uh, it's we we talk about food, we talk about music, we talk about the stories and how they the two interweave. You're correct. Oh wow, that's great. <laughs> so let let me ask you this question about your mom and her travels and pay. How was the pay? Has she ever talked about the pay scale that they got uh, when they traveled? And I'm going to assume if you travel with five or six musicians, I, I mean, you you must not make a lot of money. And, you know, after you travel and you have to pay if you pay for room and board or gas. So has she mm-hmm. ever spoken about travel and racism she, along the way? Have were they Did they ever um, face any racism while they were driving? Um, um, as far as pay scale, no, she hasn't noted that. My aunt, Ada Elida, I remember I did an interview with her years ago, and she said that she was the one booking gigs, so she would probably remember. But my mom might remember, too. Uh, as far as any prejudice concerning the group, uh, ethnic prejudice, 
she hasn't mentioned it, but she has mentioned um, when they would travel around. I remember this one particular time they were traveling in West Texas, and my grandfather he stopped in a cafe, and uh, he won. He stopped by the cafe because he wanted some coffee, um, and so he went in there, and you know they were giving him grief, like no, he can't be here. Um, there was no. They, he wasn't Mexican. He was born in San Antonio, I believe, and his grandfather was born in San Antonio. They, you know, they're not Mexican, um, but you know, they said, "Oh no, Mexicans are no Spanish allowed." And so, you know, he said, "Here, listen, I'm not trying to cause any trouble. I just want some coffee. Could I buy some coffee?" So, you know, they, ex he experienced some. I know during their travels when they would buzz around. Well, that's a good story to have, and uh, I'm glad you're interviewing them, you know, and uh, those are some some good stories, so it, I'd, I'd love to tap into that some more when uh, you're not uh, getting ready to itch and to get in here and see uh, the black violin, but uh, Kathy, anything real quick you want to ask, uh, I mean, before... Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's it, but I'd like to uh, send a greeting to his mother, I'd like to tell her that gracias por todo el esfuerzo en la música que tocaron. Uh, I think that for a lot of the musicians, uh, people like her have paved the way. And so I want to tell her thank you. Gracias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I, I'm sure she's happy to hear that. And, and just that reminds me, I, I just want to say, um, when uh, I, I'm real because of my family's history and the music side of things, I've, I've noticed I'm really receptive to seeing uh, female musicians play. And so when I hear about, you know, I see I see a few musicians play, it, it, I'm, I'm happy because um, there's a certain little extra to that. And, you know, even I had a friend recently, um, she was, I remember she, she plays trumpet and she did a workshop. She was leading a workshop and she said the guy, work, the guy um, you know, who was also leading the workshop, everyone paid attention to him. But when she started talking, she noticed they kind of just ignored her a little bit, a mm. And that was, you know, that was, uh, as far as what I could gather, that was a educational workshop. And so, you know, but, but when I hear, you know, things like what my friend experienced through playing the trumpet, I, I think about, you know, there's probably was some of that on my mother's side of things, on my family's side of things. So I, I'm, I'm empathetic towards things like that. And so I, I, I definitely, I, I have a lot of uh, respect and favor towards uh, female and then uh, on the other side of things, you do uh, uh, the beer and bow, right? Uh, oh, the beat and bow, yes. Um, I've been playing. So beat and bow, I play uh, beat and bow. Um, that's associated with the art form called uh, capoeira, Angola specifically. So it's, a, it's an ancient Afro-Brazilian art form. I've been doing that for about 17 years. I've been involved in, uh, in uh, what is it? It's, it's an ancient art form. It's 500 years old at least. Um I call it an art form because it has music, it has dance, it has uh, camaraderie, it has self-defense part of it. But uh, you know, I, I'm my friend and Frank and I, we regularly train uh, at Soul Park on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and uh, you know, we're, people are welcome to join. We just ask that they, we res that we ask people that they respect the traditions that we've been uh, handed down. Uh, because uh, I take it seriously because there was one a master that I trained with, Mr. Dejao Grunji. Uh, he's in New York City. His master one day sat him down um, in this art form, Mr. Pastinha, Vicente Pastinha. He, he brought him down one day, sat him down, and him and a few of his 
disciples or students and he said, listen, I've taught you everything I've known. It's not, and I've given you the seeds of capoeira. So it's now your responsibility to go out in the world and plant those seeds. And so, you know, I've heard him say that a couple of times, you know, uh, to me in a sense and to the group he's been discussing with. And so when I hear that, you know, I, I feel very much a sense of a, a duty to also, you know, propagate and spread those seeds. So, uh, you know, this is a, a art form that survived under colonial pressure for hundreds of years. And so it, uh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry to get all real tight about it, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, um, it, it's something that I take really seriously. And I, I try and I focus on that a lot because of, I, when I'm training, over the movements of the music, I, I I think about things like that. As what he said, you know, this was uh, this was something that uh, he was delegated responsibility. And in a sense, I feel obligated to also respect that as well. And one last plug I want to put in for you is that you are an excellent photographer for hire as well. You want to tell people how they can get in touch with you there, your website? Oh, oh, sure. Thank you. Uh, oh, thanks, Rob. So uh, I, a little background on that. Um, I have a minor in photography from Texas State. Uh, my major was history. Uh, so, um, But you can look on my website for my portfolio, and my contact information is lifelooksbetter.weebly.com. Weebly is spelled W-E-B-L-Y. Dot com. So that's com. All right. And, and listen, you talked about spreading seeds. Um, please bring your mom to the show. Have her bring some of her records and we'll spin them because she's got a great legacy. And it'll be great to leave that to the younger generation that's coming up next. So please do have her come to the show. Oh, for sure. I, I, I hope she's hearing, and I hope she's, like, getting encouraged to. <laughs> Come on. We, we need you. We need you. <laughs> All right. Hey, you need to get in there and get your seats and enjoy the black violin, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. I, thank you. Thank you for asking about, you know, the concert, too. I was connecting the dots. So I realized my grandfather and all this discussion played. It started playing the violin at 17 years old. Um, real quick, because I'm sure my mother would want to say this, he played at 17 years old, he started playing uh, blues music on violin, and uh, he ended up playing uh, country music for a group in Wimberley, and then uh, once he got married, he ended up learning how to play the accordion, and he was self-taught. Oh, wow. And what so, a story. What a legacy. All right. Well, Jamie, thank you very much. I'm Torres, and uh, thanks for uh, tuning in, uh, folks, and uh, shout out to your mom, and uh, go enjoy your show, okay? All right. Thank you so much for both of you for having me on. Okay. Good night now. All right. Good night. All right. And uh, we're going to take a quick station ID break. This is KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. And we'll be right back with you. Anybody out there interested in chess? Join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m., to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcomed. All ages are welcomed. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together.
We at KZSM are grateful for the support and acceptance we have received from our community and beyond. Our staff and volunteers, who are your friends, neighbors, and co-workers, strive to bring you original, locally produced programming that is relevant and reflects the diversity and color that makes us San Marcos. We understand that these are difficult financial times for everyone. Asking for donations to support community radio at this time seems like a lot. However, there are still ways you can help. Because the pandemic has forced many folks to quarantine at home, shopping online has become one way to avoid contact with others and to maintain social distancing. With this in mind, KZSM is now a partner with the Amazon Smile Foundation. You can now do your shopping online and donate to a good cause at the same time. The Amazon Smile Foundation will donate a portion of the purchase price from your eligible Amazon Smile purchases. If you already have the Amazon Shopping app, simply go to the settings for that app on your device and activate Amazon Smile. Then, select San Marcos, Texas Community Radio Association from the list of charitable organizations listed there. Or, go to smile.amazon.com on your web browser. Remember to add a bookmark to the page to make it even easier when you need to return and start shopping again. When using the app, always check for the Amazon Smile logo to ensure that it's been activated. We thank you for supporting KZSM, and thank you also for allowing us to serve you as your true community radio station in San Marcos, Texas. And you are with the True Community Radio Station here in San Marcos, Texas. It's uh, Rob Burke uh, here as your host, as uh, part of Revolving Door. And then the uh, second uh, hour, we do uh, Hispanic Stories. And uh, this is Kathy Laura is here with me. And uh, just as an update, as I was saying earlier, we are going to be... uh, in continuing and splitting this off into its own show uh, with uh, its own name, just hang tight. I think we'll have that for you next week uh, on the first uh, week of June. And then uh, uh, we'll continue. We're going to uh, add an extra hour for the 5 o'clock hour uh, for uh, um, coming up for uh, Revolving Door. And I did want to just note on there, uh, Mary had given me a couple updates uh, for our guests for Revolving Door, we've got uh, on the 29th at 6 o'clock, Tex Porter. Joel Hoffman is going to be on here, if you know Joel from, yes, Hoffman's uh, Supplies down here, but also Joel is uh, uh, owns Riley's, and uh, he is also a uh, singer-songwriter extraordinaire in his own right. And uh, Michael James is going to be on on the 19th of uh June and Missoula Slim. We've now got booked for the 26th of June. So I uh, just wanted to get those mentioned in. I forgot to earlier when Mary was here. Um, so, Kathy, let's talk some more about some of the other folks we've got coming up. I mean, it's going to be busy here. Yeah, so we're going to do a story about the women's pioneer baseball team. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, I am just enjoying doing these stories. Uh, you, I go, I go in and I research, and then I find something else that I think will be a good story. So when I went in to look for the photos for the Pioneers, um, of course, I typed in the Pioneer Ball Club. That didn't come up. I typed in Garza, and some stuff came up. But then on... In now, this course, is in the Whitliff Collection? Well, or no, this is here at the, at the library. San Marcos Public Library. And so, um, you know, of course, you have to click on everything to see what every individual article was. But I clicked on an article, and it was talking about children because it brought up the last name Garza. And so when I was looking at that, I saw my father's name pop up just out of the blue there. So 
um, uh, he was um, a, um, I think the story was in 61, and he was a, a pallbearer at a, at a funeral, and the young man was a, a veteran of, of uh, one of the wars. But I, uh, in particular, saw the other pauvers that were there, and they were Johnny Arredondo and the Charlie Del Cueto and his brother Ramon. And uh, and so I want to do a story of the, you know how like you go to a larger um, city and you have the bodegas, you know, the little community yeah. stores that you go in. So a lot of these had these little community stores in the neighborhoods. Yeah. So I'm going to do a story about the neighborhood stores. And I, I, I'd really like to talk about it because I know one of them that was always of interest, you know, was uh, uh, in Victory Gardens. You had La Victoria, La Victoria. over there. Uh-huh. And uh, it was just when I was first getting here to town in about 2003, it was it was still open, I think, or mm-hmm. close, you know. But then they got robbed, and they had some problems, and yeah. then they had to shut down. And and before that store, there were three little stores on Camacho Street there. So yeah, so that, those those are going to be really mm-hmm. interesting. Stores. Well, and we still have the existing one over uh, in uh, Barrio Pescado yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Cuevas is still here. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are still a few. But man, I I just I miss those things. And we you know, and and of course, and we can talk about the G's. The G stores were here for a very very long time. So, you know, that's going to be another another story that we're going to do. And um, off of the offshoot of the baseball story, then I went to speak to one of my aunts right. and my uncle. And they were like, oh, well, if you do a story on the women, you have to do a story on the Blue Sox. So that was the men's baseball team. And um, I think that'll be a, a, an interesting story, interesting story to tell, too. And... Um, we're also going to do a uh, oh dear Rach is probably going to come back to the show yeah but it's not it's not yeah it's not going to be a, a cooking show we're not going to talk about cooking we're going to talk about music right so um, she'll be back on the show um, I want to do a show on the announcers the Spanish speaking announcers of KCNY so we can highlight uh, Ruben Ruiz. And now, KCNY, KCNY. Is used to be the old radio station here in, in town, and they, they had a Spanish-speaking um, uh, time slot at exactly. one time. They, they of course, they uh, news, uh, politics, uh, ads. So, so why don't we have that here? Because this is your community radio station, and guess what? This is what we are recreating here, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, in that, uh, that same sense, so I do want to talk about that. I just I want... I want to put it in context for everybody that this is what we are trying to rebuild here into our community is this weekly communication that we can tune into and that we can all be part of. And, yeah, and Casey and I had several uh, uh, Hispanic announcers there. There was also uh, Octaviano Rivera was there, and he was well-known here in, in San Marcos as well. And I I don't remember, but I'm going to have to call to verify, and I think maybe Lupe Vasquez uh, did a stint there too, but I'm going to have to call them and make sure because I can't remember. Now it'd be great to have them if we can get them on. Anyone, anyone that's still alive, to, to can come in and, and. But the stories are good. I want to talk about that. And then uh, I'm working on a Juneteenth program. Oh yeah, that so was Ju- a, Juneteenth is right around the is, corner. It's coming up. And, yeah, uh, and so uh, I don't know if a lot of people um, really realize, but there were a lot of Hispanic uh, families living in the Dunbar area. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of wanted to do a story about uh, Juneteenth and uh, how um, uh, people cohabitated together that are of different cultures. And well, so, and that's, I think that's how you ended the show last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a lot of comments from folks on that mm-hmm. uh, from your, uh, 
about you know the national cultural identity yeah, yeah. yeah. and that you know this is this is what we're all about you know it's not just one or the other and uh, it was a good uh, uh, I think that's going to be good for us to uh, try to open up to to all the cultures here in the community and um, I, I love what you're doing and we're going to keep getting folks involved and if you're getting fired up about this Hey, contact us. Love to get to hear your stories. Love to have you help us out here. And uh, as we uh, grow this here at KCSM and with Kathy Lauren, I appreciate yep. uh, all that you're doing to drive this. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to take a quick uh, station ID break, and uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about next week is Memorial Day. And uh, so we'll talk about a little bit about that coming up and some things that you can do. And we'll be right back with you. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. I'll be right back with you. Together, we build schools out of abandoned buildings. Together, we bring food to hungry children in need. Together, we see solutions instead of problems. We are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, community leaders in your neighborhood and around the globe, brought together to do one thing, make more good happen. Connect with us at rotary.org. Together, we are Rotary, and we are people of action. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. What's up, San Marcos? I'm Mandy Miller from Creators Corner, a monthly program right here on KZSM about local artists, brought to you by the San Marcos Art League. The San Marcos Art League is a nonprofit arts organization that fosters and nurtures the arts right here in San Marcos, Texas, and gives opportunities for local artists to showcase and sell their work at the San Marcos Arts Center. The Arts Center is set to reopen in February, but you can still see what we have in the gallery online at sanmarcosartcenter.com. Tune in with me, Mandy Miller, to hear about new local artists every first Friday of the month at 6 p.m. Central Time right here on KZSM. Howdy, partner. Does your daily routine usually consist of train robberies, horse fights, Gunslinging or all-around adventuring throughout the Wild West? Because if it doesn't, then you need to tune in to the best cowboy comedy radio play this side of the Mississippi. And that's Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee tween. Broadcasting on KZSM every Sunday at 8 p.m. Tune in. You'll be glad you did. 
And that encore is coming up uh, Radio Theater right after us. And then uh, tune in at 9 o'clock tonight until 10 o'clock. It's... I, I'm not sure which one we're on right now, but the radio theater started off one direction and then we ended up a different one last week. But listen in, it's fun, okay? And it's going to be crazy. Uh, that I can tell you. So, uh, but coming up at right after this, uh, we've got the encore of Roscoe, uh, the uh, Tallahassee tween. Okay, so next week is Memorial Day. And one of the traditions that we have here locally is that the Boy Scouts go out and put flags on that Saturday morning on all the different grave sites around uh, town. And so we've got the big ones. We've got, you know, the one up here, the San Marcos one. And they go around and they find anything that indicates that they were veterans and put a flag there for them. And uh, there was one year that uh, it was getting nasty weather all of a sudden. You know, it changed weather real quick. And um, they hadn't had a chance to get over to the San Pedro Cemetery over there by the outlet malls. And this is a small Hispanic cemetery. It has been, the gravestones have been knocked over in the past and, you know, vandalized and, you know, all of these things. But it is this neat little pocket down there. I love to go and to read these stones. And so I was, uh, I volunteered for them because they needed to get back. And I'm out there in just pouring rain, lightning going all around me. And I had on my uh, my slicker, and I'm out there in the mud finding these grave sites and putting the flags in for the Boy Scouts. And that was one of those times that it was like, yeah, you know, this is... And reading the headstones and the stories and seeing the dates and realizing that so many of these men went and served, then came back... And no, they couldn't go in and get a cup of coffee sometime, you know, depending on where they were at. No, they didn't have the same rights. You had a poll tax. You had all of these things. And so the GI forum that we're going to be talking about evolved out of this about that push for their rights and uh, came, came home to me. Yeah, and I think if, if you notice, you notice the location of the cemetery, um, that's where all a large part of the Hispanics went to get buried. Here's San Marcos proper, but we're, we're way out there. Yeah. And someone told me that I think that when they got that uh, plot of land, you could become a member of that association. I think they said for like a dollar fifty, and then part of uh, you being a member of that was coming to clean the graves. And so can you just imagine having to go way out there to get buried? Well, one of the interesting cemeteries, if you go out to um, uh, Fentress, mm-hmm. Okay, and you take the, uh, you go the back way there right before you get to Staples. Off to the left is, uh, what was the name of the uh, Tuttle? It's Uh, called, yeah, the Tuttle uh, Tuttle Cemetery. Tuttle Cemetery. Uh, It's on 621. Exactly, and it's off this little road. Go out there. And so the Anglo side is all nice and kept and fenced. You go off to the side, and out in the woods out there are all of these overgrown Hispanic. Uh, uh, gravestones. But what's interesting is back around the early uh, 1900s, they had this, it was a society, it was, you, you got a membership, but it was like this insurance policy that when you died, you had a headstone. It was called Woodsman of the World. Mm-hmm. And you go out there and you see these big old trees, and that was the woodsman of the world, and you were remember, and you got this uh, this really nice headstone. And then just right on the other side of the fence, in the middle of the trees, here's this exact same one, okay, for a Hispanic family. 
And it always, that one struck me as, you know, here was a society that, you know, in death, you're all the same, and, you know, and you had these halls, and they were, you know, and they were uh, uh, mixed, but yet in the burial, they had to remain separated. Mm -hmm. I just, it, it, you know, that's one of those things that's, that's always stuck home with me. But, but I think as we look and we look back in history, we see that society has been like this. It's, it, and it's not an excuse, but they've always been like that. It's just, it's kind of like today, this, you're, you're the guys that are going to be discriminated against. And then you move on and it's somebody else. But, you know, uh, I can't solve that problem. We just have to make sure that it doesn't happen while we're living. Well, and then I, I don't know that we can solve the problem. And that's not... I think it is this, we're all in a community. And I think that as long as we continue to not talk to one another face-to-face, -face, we don't bring up these stories. I mean, just look at my friend here. You know, when I was talking about get him going on the story, he's like, wow, now I'm thinking about my grandfather. Now I'm thinking about this. This is the whole thing about it, is when we start talking about these things, the memories come up. We then need to, to document that, but then to, to, to kind of integrate that in to others in the community that they're learning these stories too because these stories are important to the legacy of our community. They are, and I think for a lot of the younger kids that don't have it um, as hard, you know, we made a lot of strides in education for a lot of kids now are going to school that didn't have the opportunity before uh don't really realize what you know the generations above them had to go through that no education couldn't afford to go to school so i think uh when we grow up and we are comforted by our parents that we don't get told the stories or we are not made to work as hard as they did we take those things for granted too well, and, yeah, we've got one of the other events coming up this week on Memorial Day itself at the uh, uh, Veterans uh, Memorial here, Hayes County Veterans Memorial, which is right across from the uh, rec center uh, there on, uh, uh, on River Road, is Hopkins. That? Well, it's Hopkins, and then, yeah, it's right at River Road right there as you go over the bridge. And they will have a ceremony starting at 10 o'clock, and they have a reading each year of the names of those who have died inscribed. And it is, when you think of all that are dying and the different fighting going on around the world and you know all that we lost in Afghanistan and all the Ukrainian troops and people that are, you know, all of these things that are going on with these young men. And we here in San Marcos, in Hayes County, in Texas, we gave a lot and when you look at the names and you listen to the names, it's a mixture of both uh, Hispanic, both black, both Anglo, okay? All of these people that went off to fight in the war. And there's a lot of names from World War I. That was one thing that's always hit me is the, the amount that we lost in World War I from, from the area here. And those were all sons that uh, didn't come back. You know, they, they didn't have children. They didn't, you know, this was uh, an ending. But then we need to memorialize that because they, they, they gave. So originally it wasn't Memorial Day, right? That's no, what we were talking about. Yeah. I think it was called uh, Decoration Day. Is that mm -hmm. what it says there? Yeah. And I, I was surprised because I, I had never heard that. 
So I think the Decoration Day started to commemorate Civil War dead, those that died uh, in the line of uh, duty. And um, after World War One, I, I think there must have been some sort of, uh, they had a disagreement. And so they wanted to include those that, that had passed uh, in World War One. And so I think at that point, then it started to change. And so all the dead that, that died during um, the uh, skirmishes, wars, and conflicts were included. And I believe in 1971, it changed, the, the name changed. Wow. And, the, and the date changed as well. Because right, I think it changed. used to be held on May the 30th, but now it's held on the last day in May. The last Monday in May, uh -huh. yeah. Oh, the last Monday in May. Yeah, and uh, it was formerly observed on May 30th from 1868 to 1970. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing, too, is the poppy, the little red poppy, and that you can get those and do a donation. And so what that signified was the poppy fields of uh, France, uh, and uh, France. France and Belgium, mm -hmm. where so many lost their lives. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, the traditions that we... I, I encourage you to get the kids, take them down there. Yeah, they've got to stand and not fidget and listen to this, you know, ceremony that'll last about 30 minutes. And I remember when I was younger, I used to see uh, people out on the streets, uh, you know, with the buddy poppies, and I don't see that as much anymore. So I don't know if it's, it's a dry, dying tradition or if they just don't uphold it. But I remember my dad going out. I have a photo of my dad with a box of buddy poppies, and he had on his uh, Veterans of Foreign War hat, the post-3413, because he was a life member here at the VFW. And I remember my dad going out to sell buddy poppies, but I don't see that as much anymore. Yeah, and, and I guess that's why I like to bring these things up, is that you know I, I do want to capture this, and I don't know that we're going to convince everybody, you know, and but if you... Parents especially, it's when they can teach good lessons. And that's where I, I had some folks today, I was watching them, they went over, they had two uh, boys, one of them was maybe five, one was maybe seven or eight. And uh, they had a, uh, uh, up there at Wonder World, we had a um, uh, prickly pear cactus there that was starting to bloom in there. It's, it's in a thicket. And he said, boys, I want you to know something, okay? So all the, uh, uh, every single rattlesnake I've ever seen has always been curled up around the base of these, of these cactus. Mm -hmm. You watch it. You don't go near that. And uh, then he was saying, now, see, come over here. I want you to show this. See, these are spines are going to hurt. But then there's these other ones that are going to hurt you, too. So you just stay away from these. You give them a birth. And, you know, and, and I thought, and I gave him a thumbs up. I said, that was a good parenting mm -hmm. thing. And that's a lot I, sometimes. And, and they were, oh, wow, we appreciate that. You know, I think that's we, we miss those times a lot of times with parenting that we can encourage people, give them ideas, give them some help, you know, and uh, that's how we keep the stories and the uh, traditions alive. And I think for as we close out the show, uh, I want to do for Veterans Day a show. And I know we've all heard of uh, letters from home. But I want to do a letters to home. And so if uh, our listeners are listening and you have a letter that came from overseas home and you want to share that letter with, with us, please get in touch with me and uh, I'll uh, put some more information out there on my social media. 
and I'd love to hear uh, and read some of the letters that you know that were sent to your uh, mothers and fathers or grandparents from an uncle or a father. And I'll I'll read a letter that came to my grandmother from okay. her brother who was serving. I th I think he was in Australia at the time. Right. And the letter was sent to um, Leveland, Texas, to the farm of Mr. Helvey. Oh, neat, yeah. neat. See, I, and that's, that's in the backstory too. That's always neat is, is the addresses and where they're at. Okay, well, thank you very much for tuning in to Revolving Door and uh, Hispanic Stories. And uh, we'll be back with you next week. And uh, do we, who do we have committed next week, or it's just one of these? Yeah, it's going to be one of these that come up. I don't have any. <laughs> I know you have stuff I've, flying. I have so many things here that I, I'll need to start penciling them in as soon as we get them. And if you have any other ideas for your show you'd like to be on the show, please uh, let me know. Give us a contact, kcsm.org. This is Rob Ork with you, and, uh, yes, we've got uh, uh, the Tales of the Tallahassee Tween coming up, and uh, stay tuned for Radio Theater coming up at 9 o'clock as well. Thank you very much, and uh, y'all go out there, make a difference, and uh, uh, get out there. Uh, go to the cemeteries. Find the Boy Scouts. Walk with them. Help plant a flag. Do something for Memorial Day, okay? Don't just make it another excuse to go out to uh, the lake and a beer, okay? There's a lot more to it. KZSM.org, True Community Radio, and the views expressed on the show are those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily those of uh, anybody else. Good night, y'all. <laughs>